Uh, very warm welcome to everybody this morning. If you are here for the first time, or if you have been here many times, um, hope you, uh, if you weren't here for the service last week, really enjoyed Batty Jubes, uh, as uh, some people are calling it now. It was an excellent weekend last week, and um, nice to to uh, pray in the prayer room or hear the prayers in the prayer room uh, about the Queen and all, all of that celebration last weekend was uh, fantastic. I spent it. Uh, listening to the test cricket uh, out on a field in the sun with a glass of wine, which was lovely. And um, I felt like there was no hope uh, at about day two. I don't know if you follow the test cricket at all, but we were, we, were, we, were, we were in a sticky situation and English cricket hasn't gone so well recently. And I stopped watching by about day four, or, or I, I, I rejoined it in day four. So the year that Joe Root had struck 100 um, and we'd won it, and I thought, oh, I should have watched that. Um, and sometimes we can feel like there's no hope. We're in, we're, the second test has started and New Zealand have not 550 in the first innings. And again, I think it's part of, of, of English cricket, isn't it, that I'm feeling less than hopeful. Um, but I should learn my lessons that there is hope still there. Uh, we were one for six uh, yesterday morning. Um, and I think that's that's something I just want to reflect on this morning, that idea of hope. And from from my position that I do at work, we see a sea of, of well-being issues and mental health issues at the moment and anxiety and depression and a lot of difficulties out there following uh, COVID in the world. And sometimes things can feel hopeless, but they're not. Um, and we serve a God that should remind us of that at all times. Um, and I just want to bring a little verse to you this morning from Philippians uh, uh, chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything. Uh, I saw a meme the other day to say, uh, I'm, I'm still under 40 just, so I can talk about patty jubes and memes. Um, and uh, anyone over 40 might not know what I'm talking about. Uh, and... Uh, it was to say, you know, don't, uh, if you're feeling anxious, the, the pill is not to worry. And it's very easy to say that, um, but in Philippians, it gives you the remedy to it. It doesn't just say, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, and there's been a lot of thanksgiving this morning, present your requests to God. And so uh, it's not just about not feeling anxious about anything, but go to God with your anxieties. Uh, and in the, in the second verse, and the, and the peace of God, which transcends the outcome, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. So don't worry, there is hope there. And that is how you overcome it, meeting God in prayer and thanksgiving, which we've done this morning. And in a world at the moment, COVID, post-COVID, post can we say that? Probably not. The Ukrainian war, train strikes, it's just the BBC News this morning, US shootings, fuel prices, cost of living, interest rates, <laughs> polarisation of politics. There's a sea out there of things we could be anxious about, but do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, my prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends understanding. I could not have imagined Joe Root getting 100, uh, and certainly can't see how England are going to get themselves out of 550 behind. But it transcends understanding, guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. Um, and that's a key part. And John this morning shared a short prayer. I'm going to ask him to come and pray for us this morning um, about that transcending of understanding and that worry, if that's okay, John. Thank you very much. 
Marion Craig put in Facebook and uh, I read it last thing at night um, and it touched my heart and I know it will touch yours because uh, she was getting the bus to go home and uh, the driver shut the door in her face. Oh, she, she said, there you are, thank you very much. Well, she started to walk home and she met Kessie. Is it Kessie? Yeah, Kessie. She met Kessie, her granddaughter, and her daughter-in-law. And it warmed her heart. And she knew why she was, God didn't let her get the bus home. Because if she got the bus home, she would have missed seeing a lovely, gorgeous family. And uh, <clears throat> that tickled what you might call the cockles of my heart. Was to know that when things go wrong, hang on a bit. Hallelujah. You haven't read the back of the book. And we win. Amen. All things work together for good to them that love God. Now if you can learn that lesson, you'll be triumphant. Everybody in this church will be triumphant. Let's pray. Father, it's just a simple thought. But we do believe and it's been attested time and time again that when we read the back of the book, we win. And I pray, Father, that when each one of us goes through a difficult time, our hearts will leap for joy in anticipation of what you've got in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, John. And there'll be an offering at the front in the service or at the end of the service as you wish. And thanks to you for the team you've taken on this morning at short notice as well. Uh, amen. I would like to encourage you this morning to forget all what Tom said, not all of it, but just a new bit. Let's not worry about what's going on in the world. I've chosen uh, songs for this morning that helps us to lift our eyes to Jesus. That's what I felt in my heart, that we just need to look to him. He is where our help comes from. He is who we worship. He is mightier and, and bigger than anything in the world. So I'd just like to read the scripture um, to encourage us all. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples, for great is your love. Reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. He is worthy. He is worthy. Come, let us sing. Ask Joseph to blow the shofar for us as we get ready. Let's stand and give thanks to the Lord and praise Him. Thanks to the Lord, I've got a king. He's the 
for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, Jesus. We're here to look to you. We're here to praise you and worship you above all else. You are the one. You are the truth, the way, the life. Jesus, we look to you this morning.
fibroids are usually benign masses or growths that grow in or around the uterus. Fast forward to the start of 2020. I was still under the care of the consultant and having ongoing yearly checks at the hospital. Over the Christmas of 2019, my original symptoms returned and became much worse. These included a number of things, but the worst one was the difficulty in passing urine, so going to the loo. This meant I had to empty my bladder very regularly, for all you medical people, this was acute stroke chronic urinary retention and it couldn't be relieved by traditional catheterisation. So, in January 2020, I contacted my consultant's secretary to try and get an emergency appointment. Unfortunately, due to an admin error and unknown to me, I've been discharged into the care of another department. This started a four-week succession of very stressful and often very tearful conversations with various consultant secretaries trying to get another appointment. I was ping-ponged from one department to another and no one was actually able to sort the mess out. In the end, I was told the fastest way to get an appointment was to go back and be re-referred by my GP. We continue praying and believing for our miracle. Always but God. I love those words in scripture. For example, in Genesis 8, verse 1, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. He sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. In Genesis 50, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. In Psalm 73, verse 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And in Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. There are many but God verses in the Bible. These verses tell us that our circumstances do not get the last word. The enemy does not get the last word. 
death and disease do not get the last word because there is always, always a but God. In an answer to prayer, I saw an excellent GP who saw my pain and distress and immediately phoned and referred me. I was given an MRI appointment within a month and she also offered to sign me off work. I didn't get signed off, but she offered it. As the toilet issues, as we'll, talk, as we'll sort of say, were becoming a significant problem. We went and had the MRI. However, then this happened. COVID. Everything stopped. All focus was on this new infection, nursing those who were sick and reassuring patients as best we could. This was a strange and at times a very frightening season for everybody. But God, as a nursing team, we experienced overwhelming kindness. People made us bread, they made us jam, they gave us plants, they knitted hats, one of which I still have, and generally were really kind and supportive. However, all the time my symptoms were getting worse. At the end of July, the hospital consultant phoned with the February MRI results. It's about the same, he said, no significant changes. We're not doing surgeries at the moment anyway, just emergencies. He put me on the waiting list. But he didn't know when this would be. I came off the phone and burst into tears. I could not understand how the scan could be the same and I was no further forward with the solution. I felt like a fraud, even as a nurse. All the while, my symptoms were getting worse. I held on to the words from the song I played at the start, it's Blessings by Laura Story. In the singer's own words, there's a blessedness that comes through waiting on the Lord. There's an intimacy that comes in our walk with the Lord. Through walking through that valley, there's a reliance on his word that we only know when everything else fades away. Mm -hmm. I knew something was really wrong. By the end of August, work became an impossible task. Lots of pain and discomfort, and now we even go to the loo about every 20 minutes. After months of being supported by an incredible nursing team, who amongst other things, rearranged my visits so that I could get back to the office quickly, I had to finally admit defeat and go off sick in the middle of September. We called the consultant secretary regularly to get updates on the waiting list, however surgeries were being halted again. All the while, my symptoms were getting worse. Now, hold on to your hat. This is where God moves. We decided to try and get a second opinion, anything we could get to take back to the NHS to get some treatment. Mark and I sat around our dining room table and basically put a pin in a map. We prayed, as we'd done many times before for our miracle. We chose a gynae consultant. On the 23rd of September, 2020, I had a phone appointment. The consultant was immediately aware of the seriousness of the situation. He said he could help. I came off the phone in tears, but these were good tears. Somebody finally believed me. Now, at this time, all private hospitals have been contracted to the NHS on a compulsory basis, and none of them were performing operations. However, but God. This consultant worked for the only private hospital in the UK that were continuing to operate. On the 1st of October, 2020, I went for MRI scans and bloods in Manchester. The logistics were a mammoth task. These were COVID times, and only some of the service stations were open. I needed to go to the toilet regularly. We planned the journey meticulously. I had to attend all appointments and scans by myself. That afternoon, we found out that the fibroids had grown exponentially. They'd almost occluded the bowel and collapsed the bladder neck. We were also told that they may be malignant. 
That means they may be cancerous. I needed an urgent operation as soon as possible. <coughs> Unfortunately, all NHS urgent procedures were cancelled due to COVID. But God. The first available operation slot was booked for the 16th of October 2020 to accommodate the COVID screening. The costs then followed. We prayed a lot. <laughs> this was the cost of a small car. We needed two surgeons, both a gynae and colorectal. But God. We contacted close Christian friends for wisdom. By the end of the following day, we'd been given over a thousand pounds. We had our answer. God was in this and he would make a way. We prayed. By the end of that week, we had all the money. On advice from the surgeon, we made a will. Then this happened. On Monday the 12th of October, I went back to the hospital in Manchester for further bloods and COVID screenings. It had been announced that Manchester was about to go into a COVID tier three and then tier four lockdown. <coughs> no travel in or out of the area and a ban on overnight stays. The hospital was chaos. Operations were canceled. God gave me a picture two weeks previously of running for the border, just like in a war, uh, just before it closes. Would we get our operation before lockdown came into force? We trusted, we ran, metaphorically, of course. On Thursday, the 15th of October, Mark dropped me off at the doors of the Christie Teaching Hospital in Manchester. Due to restrictions, we had to carry a letter stating we were in the area for healthcare. He was not allowed to enter the hospital at any point. He stayed in the Premier Inn just three days before it closed to non-essential workers. I prayed and listened to worship music that night. I knew I was ready, whichever way it went, and that God was with me. I felt peace. Many precious people prayed. I was surrounded and enveloped in prayer. My work colleagues messaged, my boss messaged, my boss's boss messaged. On the 16th of October, 2020, I had my five hour operation. I had to have a total or radical hysterectomy. The surgeon came to see me afterwards. The growth was the size of a football. He did not know how I'd managed so long. We then waited for the cystology results, but God. The mass weighed one kilogram, 100 grams. Normally it's about 90 grams for that particular area and had a circumference of 35 centimeters. It had collapsed the bladder neck, engulfed various internal organs and it was wedged in the pelvis. However, there were no adhesions to the bladder or the bowel, which meant no stoma, which was very unusual in this circumstance. I also did not need a blood transfusion, which again is highly unusual in this type of circumstance. We also got the news that the mass was non-cancerous. Throughout all of this, I played numerous worship songs, which were all very helpful at different times. However, when things got very dark, when I couldn't see a way out, and on the day of the operation, I kept repeating these very simple lyrics. It might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. Always, always, but God. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. That's what we're doing tonight. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my Jesus means to me and what he's done, especially from what we've just seen and the miracle that um, we've had and multiple miracles. And there's so much more in this, obviously. I had to pick out the main things. So, this is what I found. This is a three minute uh, piece which I will read to you because I was overwhelmed by it. And I hope I do it justice. It's by Dr. S.M. Lockridge. And it's taken from a famous sermon. The Bible says he's the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. David says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love. 
No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's supremely powerful. He's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the sinner saviour. He's the centrepiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's august. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine in true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. That's my king. He's the miracle of the age. He's the pinnacle of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathises and he saves. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? My king is the key of knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. He's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. That's my king. My king, his office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. The heaven of heavens cannot contain him, let alone man explain him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hands. You can't outlive him. You can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. And Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. He always has been, he always will be. He's had no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him, there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. That's my king. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. And when you get through all the forevers, then amen. Thank you very much for that. That's um, very inspirational and uh, an amazing testimony. And, uh, and if you could just tell me what you think about COVID, but God, Ukraine war, train strikes, US shootings, fuel prices and the cost of living, interest rates, and polarised politics. So do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, and prayerful petition, uh, and I know there's been prayerful petition uh, in that situation, with thanksgiving, present uh, your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will be in your hearts and in your minds in Jesus Christ.
Um, that is absolutely true. And we'll just say a prayer to finish. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for the practical work that you do in our lives, Lord, for the actual influence, whether that's meeting eight people or being with us in, a, in COVID and, and medical situations um, or uh, Callum's mum at the bus stop or whatever situation it is in our lives, Father. Thank you for being there when we ask of it, Lord, and in our anxieties and in our concerns and in our worries, Lord, thank you for being a God that uh, is undescribable in, in, its, in your care for, for us, Lord. Amen. Amen.